0: Then I'll die when I'm sixty, and everything will be great.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode five. Episode 5 of the Dice Like Ice podcast. I'm your host, Tony Acton, and with me, as always, the bebop to my rock steady, Andrew Mitchell.
0: Uh, pretty sure you don't start forgetting the numbers of a podcast until you get to like 20 plus. We're, we're that good. We're getting it out of the way in episode 5.
1: Yeah, we're overachievers in that uh, aspect, but not in any others. Just in that one in particular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Andrew, it's been a, it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded last. Uh, what have you been up to hobby-wise? What you got rolling?
0: Oh boy, I have a pretty good bit. So the big one that I got accomplished was I finished my commando kill team for my orcs, and I also finished the kill team terrain. All of it. Every damn piece. Oh my god, there's so much. Jesus. Uh, And I'm so dumb because I'm like, oh, I'll make it look like uh, it's all made out of various bits and bobs from all of the Orc clans. So I'll do a little bit of color of everything. And by the time I was on the the third different color, I was regretting that decision. But I uh, stuck to it. And I have yellows and reds and blues and all kinds of shit in there. And uh, it's done. (laughs) Yeah, I saw the uh, the pictures you posted up
1: on your your Instagram. And it, it looks really good, though. I really like how it turned out.
0: No oh, thanks. It's, I was uh I was told that it looks very second edition which uh, I guess I don't know.
1: <laughs> see, okay, when I saw my mind went it's very Saturday morning cartoon and I love it. Just cuz it's a lot oh. more of the vibrant colors that you don't see as often in the hobby anymore.
0: Yeah, well, I wanted to get, like, a pop of red, a pop of yellow, mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, this this door was clearly stolen from something the Bad Moon's painted, and this chunk of vehicle was clearly stolen from, you know, some, some evil sons or some blood axes or whatever, so, oh, you... you know, just wanted to rep a little bit.
1: Yeah, as soon as I saw it, my brain just went, like, G.I. Joe, and I got really <laughs> excited. <laughs>
0: which is funny because overall my commandos are actually pretty muted like there's a pop of blue yeah. on all of them because they have to get you know death skull rep in and they're orcs no matter how sneaky they are they still have to be very obvious in the terrain if you really look at them but uh they're mostly browns and grays i i like the the pants are a very dark gray the shirt is kind of a medium gray um any leather i did was kind of a dark brown there's a little bit of black if there's like a like, the the knob commando with the power claw has a black leather jacket and his hat and all that. So, the uh, you know, just overall pretty muted tones, uh, other than the nuclear green skin as yeah. well.
1: <laughs> it's very, uh, very knight's tail uh, sort of green with a paler green and wooden toggles sort of look to it. <laughs> wooden toggles. <laughs> yeah,
0: so uh, that was the the main thing I got accomplished. Uh, also, we need to take a moment for our sponsor break. Oh, Because uh, yes, today we we're sponsored by GRIP and... GRIP. What are you drinking, Andrew? We'll always always be sponsored by that until we actually get a real sponsor. Today, uh, I am leaning into the fall aspect because it's starting to get a little bit chilly. I picked up one of those fun pumpkin beers. I got a uh, New Belgium Atomic Pumpkin, which is pumpkin and cinnamon flavor with, I can't remember which chili it is. It's either habanero or jalapeno. Probably jalapeno. There's a really nice. Uh, it, it's it's a kind of a sweeter, pumpkiny one. You get kind of the pumpkin spice flavor, and then uh, at the end of a sip, you get like just kind of a little little tiny hint of spice, and it's very pleasant. I like it a lot. What? I would actually, this one's actually decent enough that I would drink it in the off season, because mm. most pumpkin ales and beers I tend to be like, all right, I've had my two, and I am now done with these. But this one I would actually pick up because they're not good. I would I would recommend this one, Atomic Pumpkin. It's actually very solid.
1: Oh, all right. I am. Uh, I'm going with the Cigar City Brewing High IPA because I am still trying to hold on to the warmth of summer, even though I despise it. You know, nice, nice seven and a half percent. It's a good one, though. You know, a classic, a go-to. I do
0: like Cigar City. If not IPAs, their Ooh. their brown ale is very good.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going through a lot of my favorites, and now I'm having to find new things, so it's making me branch out a bit. But as soon as I saw the highlight, I'm like, oh, got to pick that one
0: up. Yeah, I'll, I'll eventually... I think, uh,
1: I think I'm going to try a, a Bell's Oberon possibly next week. Don't hold me to that. I've got one I got one in my queue of beers. Yeah,
0: I so. uh, I, I tend to try and... I, I don't go beer shopping terribly often, but uh, when I do, I tend to try and pick up something new, so... Uh, I do always have a solid stout or two in my fridge though, because you, you gotta have a beer that's you know twelve percent alcohol. Why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I uh, I do enjoy the uh, grocery store like build your own packs that they make for broken cases and yeah, stuff. That's that's where it's at though. Uh, this atomic Pumpkin is a six
0: point four percent, so pretty pretty decent.
1: Oh, it's water. <laughs> it's not it's not
0: you know it's not like a, a Bud Light or anything, but yeah, it's it's not okay. it's not gonna knock you on your ass. That's for sure. But anyway, so back back to hobby progress. Um, so, after I finished my kill team in the terrain, uh, I also finished, almost finished, I still have to base them, uh, both a... Uh, what is it called? A Wurgog Prophet, I think is the Age of Sigmar name, but I'm just using him as a weird boy. Um...
1: Uh, a watermelon, A watermelon leg? leg, yeah, the way I love it. It looks like it, and I love the, it. The
0: the picture I sent to Tony, the the angle is weird on it. So like the shading lines up perfectly on the leg, so it has like watermelon stripes going down it. And I did not see that until he pointed it out. And he's one hundred percent correct. Uh, you
1: will never see anything else. I, on him I now. definitely won't. Um, I war boss wa- or uh, weird boy watermelon. Watermelons. Melon. Wadork-melon. <sighs> Excuse
0: me. Oh my. Oh, Jesus. That, that was my battle cry. That one sort of snuck up on me. It's, uh, the Atomic Pumpkin coming back for revenge. Um, gonna
1: scare the kids. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna have to uh, edit that one low so that it doesn't blow yeah, everybody's seriously. eardrums out. Anyway, uh, finished A Weird Boy almost. Just gotta base him. Uh, I also almost finished uh, Zogrod Wartsnapper, the... Um, the named Grot Herder guy, which uh, I'll have to get some Grots to make him actually useful. He's really not good otherwise. I just got him because he was a cool model, um, and I called it. the
1: dreadlock guy, ab- right? Yeah,
0: yeah, the guy with the big hair squid. Okay. But I absolutely called it. He was going to be $40 solo, and I picked one up from the, uh, the Beast Naga kit that came out, the the, uh, the one that nobody could actually order, uh, but somebody was selling Zagrod on eBay for 20 bucks, so
1: I got him for half price, baby ironically now our local game store has i think two of them on the shelf yeah
0: i don't think those are gonna get sold (laughs) i he's he's uh, from what i could tell in the rules he's pretty decent especially if you go like full-blown grot horde but uh eh, yeah yeah yeah, he's okay um it's a cool cool model model. yeah absolutely worth having just for that uh i buy plenty of models just for the sake of having the model so Mm -hmm. yeah uh also also speaking of orcs i finally got my orc shipment in it was a little delayed but uh, I, I I filled up my hobby desk with boxes because I sold off a pretty sizable Death Guard army to be able to afford all the orcs that I wanted and craved for so long. And I always said as soon as they make a new gas goal and a new set of boys, I would get back into orcs. And hey, they did both. So here I am. I'm, I'm true to my word.
1: A man of his so word.
0: So I have... Uh, well hey, oh. you too.
1: <laughs> hey there we go. All right. All right. <laughs> uh we
0: we'll blow out both eardrums.
1: <laughs> yeah, gotta gotta keep it yeah. even.
0: Uh so I got uh a lot of the new orc stuff. I also got some of the new Cruel Boys stuff. So last night I uh, I started off with um Killaboss on a Meyer Lur- or, oh God, what is it called?
1: A Lur- Alright,
0: they're fall It's Meyer something. Killer <laughs> Kill a boss on Trog <laughs> okay. or something like that. It's it's the, it's the orc that is riding on top of a troll. It looks very Lord of the Rings. It is it is a fantastic model. It is legitimately the model that sold that army to me, and I was like, ah, it's really I'm going to cool. go full Cruel Boys now because they have trolls my Age of Sigmar love. So I got that. I got two uh, Manskewer bolt throwers, um, which are brutal uh, rule-wise. They're, they're cheap, and they could kill Kragnos in, like, two hits if you roll well. Yeah. So. Mm. Um, what else did I get uh oh I, I almost finished building an entire combat patrol box for the orcs so tin boys the awesome new uh mega boss with the, the armor with that cool Gretchen gunner on top of it um the t- the new def coptas which are fantastic the the integrating the def copta into the terrain as their stand instead of one of those stupid little acrylic yeah. rods was so good because you can you can you can feel it just picking them up how much more stable they are. So that was...
1: Do you have any of the old Death Copters? No,
0: but I did back when I had my first ah, Orc's okay. Army, so I am...
1: I was curious how how similar they looked. I think Will's got a couple of the old ones. I'll have to hit him up and have him do Far a compare. Far as to... I
0: can remember, the new ones are, uh, I don't know, maybe like a third again longer than the old ones. Like, they look they look very similar. Um, pretty, yeah. pretty much the exact same designs. They're just a tiny bit bulkier. The Orc on it is a little more, you know... Uh, animated has better like facial expression stuff like that just you know modern designs versus 5th edition designs um for but sure. yeah, and then also the new Death Dread. I literally just finished it before you said, "Hey, I'm ready to record." So uh, <laughs> the only old kit in that box, and it still holds up. That's a good kit. Comes with a ton of spare bits. So yeah, a lot of gubbins. Uh, on so that much. I, I didn't get to the gubbins stage, so I wasn't. I'm not technically done with him, but I got the body and the, the arms and everything built. So he's he's.
1: Are you ever really done with an orc kit, though? Really? As soon as I there's always more bits. you can As soon as I
0: finish it. painting it, then it's done. <laughs> But uh, that was my my monumental hobby progress for this week. I, I have a load more orcs to build, so that'll be my my next hobby progress is yet more green skins.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the hour-long hobby progress segment of Andrew being like, I built orcs. All of the orcs.
0: Pretty much. Um, although I did find that uh, the Fallout miniatures, guys, back to my previous goof, they made a Frank Horrigan model, Frank, the the final boss from Fallout 2, and I really want to Oh, I really wow. want to pick one up. And I still would be thematic because he's a super mutant and he's green. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At least there's so, that.
0: But uh, I, I don't fully see myself getting into to the Fallout hobby, like, miniatures game. But I definitely want to get Frank Oregon and I definitely want to get a Deathclaw. Very. But cool, anyway, man. so what's, what's your hobby progress this
1: week? Uh, well, mine has not been as... Um significant as yours uh, work has been an absolute nightmare the past week as you saw when i had to actually bail on gaming on sunday because of it it'd be like that sometimes uh yeah it'd, it'd be that it'd be um so got a a little bit more built i've uh, been working on converting up the uh the Giselle warplock rifle guys for skaven out of the uh the rifles i got from you mm-hmm. that's a bit finicky Just because the left arms of all the Skaven are kind of hooked to their torsos. So i got to kind of figure out how to finagle that and make it not look doofy as shit.
0: A bit of of glue and green stuff, sounds like.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Finally finished building the last three Storm Fiends. Put all their weapons and stuff on them. Got all six of my Storm Fiends primed. Uh, Painted 20 more rats, which I think brings my grand total of Clan Rats and Night Runners to 140? 160? Something like that. Yeah, it's a bunch. I'm going to order more. <laughs> I kind of do want to break the uh, the record for the Warhammer store up here and have 300-plus models on a board for armies on parade. But have... that all depends on how much stupid amounts of Black Templar stuff I buy in a couple of weeks when that drops.
0: Yeah, yeah. Huh?
1: Spoiler alert, it will be all of it. I, uh,
0: As I've said in previous podcasts, I am not a Space Marines guy, and I kind of want some of oh. those. so i i'm not i don't have the money i will not be purchasing them but i kind of want some in the in the relative future
1: man the the hellbrecht model is awesome i've always hated the original hellbrecht model and it's always been because of the head and when i first saw this one i was like man he's got the same stupid head again and then i saw the crusader helm like the classic medieval uh, I believe they're called loaf helms and I was like oh yep all right I'm in 100% in. yeah it's
0: better than his weird like pl-
1: plus he has a sword wiper a Weird, s- you can never go with a sword crown wiper. thing yeah the sword
0: wiper is the mm. the new warhammer oh, meme so cool. that is that's is, <laughs> uh, That's a goofy little model like why would you start polishing the sword before he pulled it out of the orc
1: <laughs> no I man, he's polishing it as it's coming out of the orc
0: Ah, oh, okay see the, the way the the model is there's no like it doesn't look like he's moving the sword out of the orc is the problem the 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 motion's because well, he doesn't there. want to hit
1: his he don't want to hit his little his little wipey dude with the sword <laughs> so he's just holding it there for a second he's gonna pull it up a little more and let it get clean there's a reason i think
0: that do you think that but, do you uh, think wipey guy uh wipes between every single orc or is it just like oh it's finally the end ooh. of the battle let put me in the game coach
1: Ooh, that's a really good question. Because if he's getting assaulted by, like,
0: four orcs, and he, he kills one, and he's like, Greg, quickly, wipe my sword! <laughs> the servitor named I like Greg. M- yeah. Maybe
1: he just kind of, like, chimpanzees onto Helbrek's arm and is just wiping it as he swings. You know, it adds that extra kind of... I kind of weight onto that swung arm too, so that's true. You know, do double purpose. You do need
0: that extra weight to get through that
1: thick orc skin, right? Because your enhanced superhumaniness won't do it.
0: Yeah, and the power sword where the energy field can cut through literally anything, lightsaber style, yeah. you know.
1: <laughs> yeah the uh, the only real issue I've got with all the new Templar stuff is, uh, I get it. I get that the the Emperor's champion is holding his sword, not with the blade. Like the edge of the blade pointed out, he's holding it flat, like he's doing a salute. But it just—it looks weird because it's such a fantasy sword that it's so thick that it's strange looking to me. So I might, I might chop and adjust that a bit. So he's holding I'm, it. I'm surprised
0: know, that's edge that's out. the thing that bugged you because I was gonna say the uh, the neophyte bowl cuts. <laughs> Oh, that, so that's so classic Black Templar. <laughs> art. I know it's supposed to be like monks, like medieval monks, but it just yeah. looks so fucking goofy where you have like these these big roided out power armor motherfuckers with their weapons chained to their arms. And then it's like, and there's Steve with his bowl cut. We can't afford a barber. <laughs> and I
1: shall go illuminate a manuscript now. Yeah,
0: we can't afford a, a servitor barber, uh, the, the Black Templar base whose name I don't know.
1: The Eternal Crusader? The, the fucking gigantor or ship? fucking... Come yeah, on, the, the
0: crusades crusade that crusades
1: yeah exactly you know at least it's not the space wolves and they're wolf make wolf wolves <laughs> i say it was i have four thousand points of primary space wolves in a box and they're, not, they're not that far
0: <laughs> off it's just less goofy
1: yeah because black and black are way fucking yeah I, I
0: like basic concept i think space wolves are cool but god they doubled down on the wolf theme and it got kind of silly but we're not the first yeah, podcast did. to say that that's for sure
1: We're not. There's a lot that have said that. Uh, But really, the thing that sold me on the box of the Templars coming out is the fact it has, like, the beautiful piece of John Blanche got me in the hobby artwork on the front of it, and it's the the old piece of artwork from the third edition Third edition battle pile. It's just, oh, it's pristine. I love it. But, uh, oh, yeah, hobby progress. That's what we were talking about. Oof. A little bit of a tangent there. Uh, Let's see. You talked about the rats, and I've got way too many of them now. Uh, I've... Totally finished up and based the uh, warlock engineer, a bombardier, warlock bombardier, engineer, whatever the fuck he's called, an arch warlock. Uh, painted up the rest of the warp lightning cannon and got that based, and then finished up my thankful and bone ripper model. And it's not, it's not beautiful, but I really, really like how it turned it out. It looks
0: pretty good from the pictures you showed. I uh, more than battle ready for the table at the very least.
1: Yeah, well that's battle ready is what I'm striving to on the 100 plus clan rats I've got but <laughs> on the heroes I did a little more the my arch warlock I hate how he looks but I don't have the time to repaint him in a week so he's just gonna be that oh, way god. and then I'll deal with that it later is only a week yeah oh god yeah it's so it's like a week and two days before we can load into the car and drive to eight For and eight and a half ish hours depending on how many yeah, bathroom whatever. breaks Will and gas time. stops yeah uh I think it'll only take I get, so I get, like, 300 miles to a tank in the city. So, I mean, just on the interstate, we should be able to just stop once. That'd be good. But, you know, Ben's old. It depends how many times we're going to be.
0: <laughs> Maybe we'll get lucky and he'll just sleep the whole way.
1: Probably no, not. probably not. <laughs> we'll, we'll get all jacked <laughs> what up on When have we ever been lucky with anything in the hobby? We'll get all jacked really? up on Mountain Honestly. Dew
0: and, you know, just be dragging by halfway through it.
1: <laughs> For fuck's sake, our first tournament, one of our guys almost literally died, Andrew. <laughs> I mean, you know... <laughs> It can only it can only get better. From we do games. have less
0: people that we know going to this tournament, though, That's so true. we we eliminate. I don't know if that makes the chances higher or lower. I'm not sure. I'm not a statistician.
1: Yeah, it just it means that the one guy who can fix us, our fucking medic, is one of the three going with us. That does help.
0: That. It's it's not the guy who who <laughs> lost first place at the tournament because he literally had to go his to the emergency dad. room. He's fine, by Jesus. the way, for those listening. <laughs>
1: I mean, in all fairness, we were a fucking quarter of that tournament field. There was a pretty decent we did, chance
0: it was we one We did just kind of roll up and we're like, dice like ice, motherfuckers. <laughs> we all did kind of not great except for Brad.
1: <laughs> hey, now, I ended up being about fourth. The only loss I had was to Brad. That's fair. That's fair. And my other two wins, one of them was significant and the other was solid. <laughs> That poor fucking lizard man guy. Jesus guy Christ! Who, I felt bad. It was like kicking. That a guy puppy. who didn't
0: know how to play his army before he hopped into a tournament. And granted, it was a local small tournament, but still.
1: Mm-hmm. But by the time he got to the third game, he at least knew the basics of his army and knew how to run it and stuff. But my dice were on fucking fire that game.
0: Bertoni in charge. Like,
1: yeah, my fucking my green knight dropped in behind his line. And rolled a fucking, uh, rolled boxcars on the charge to kill his priest. And then my fucking king on Hippogriff rolled boxcars and charged into his slan and just fucking snicker-snacked it. All on the first turn, he lost both of his spellcasters and couldn't reinforce his army anymore.
0: Pretty sure. pretty sure that guy, at least in that. the previous matches, I'm also pretty sure he forgot like half the rules for his casters and stuff, yeah. too. It's a kind yeah. of complicated... He didn't need to remember him this It's game. a kind of complicated <laughs> army to just start off with, it especially is. at 2,000 yeah. points. But anyway, we digress. Back to hobby yeah. progress. Yeah.
1: Let's see. Uh, so, yeah, Thankful and Bone Ripper. I think that's all the hobby progress I really got this week. It wasn't much, unfortunately.
0: Eh, 20 clan rats, nothing to sneeze at. That's, it, infantry <clears> takes the most time, I find.
1: That's true. I only have six models left for the tournament. That's the six Storm Fiends. They're all primed. They're ready. They're on my station. My plan is to get them at least all base-coated out tomorrow. And then on Monday, totally finish them up the rest of the way. And I'll be golden. I'm
0: so happy that I'm playing with an army that I've had painted for a year. And I just don't have to worry about it.
1: So tournaments are kind of what keep me motivated to get painting, though. Because I just sit there stagnant unless there's something specific I want to paint for. Hmm. My hobby motivation's weird.
0: My hobby motivation is, uh, shit, I haven't painted a day. I should paint for at least an hour. <laughs> and,
1: like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I typically don't have right. to force
0: myself. I I normally... I'm just pretty good about it. I see, like, a, a half-finished model on the table, and I'm like, I gotta slap some paint on that fucker. He can't just sit there.
1: Yeah. I do really enjoy the games when both armies are painted. And I try and pay, play mostly with painted stuff when I can.
0: Yeah, I typically... I don't have, like, a no uh unpainted minis rule or anything. I tend to just be like a you oh, yeah. know, unless it's brand new, there's no excuse to not at least have mm-hmm. some paint on it.
1: Yeah. So I, personally. Uh, but you do you do little bursts of paint like every night though, don't you pretty much? Like an hour here, Most an hour of the time. here.
0: some sometimes I'll Yeah, see, sometimes I'll get stuck on a video game or something though and just not paint for like an entire week and then I have to really scramble to catch up.
1: Yeah, that's kinda how I am. But I I will marathon when I paint. Like, I don't like to just paint. If I only have 30 or 40 minutes, I'm not going to paint because I feel like I don't accomplish enough because it takes me all while to get everything set up and ready, and I've got to, like, I-, I don't know. I have to, like, find my stride. But then when I start painting, I'll be like, all right, it's 4 o'clock. I'll go ahead and start painting, and the dog will start whining. I'll be like, oh, my God, it's 1030 at night. What happened? <laughs> so, like, I, I paint in yeah, marathon I- sessions.
0: I-, I tend to have, like, to to do well, I need to typically have about a two hour painting session or so because then i i find i'm getting into the groove a little bit better then. um i can do an hour but normally i save that sort of stuff for like basing or base coating or something like that um yeah but i've had plenty of saturdays where i i i wake up i have a pot of coffee and i don't do anything else but paint and watch something on my roku all day so oh,
1: those are the best
0: yeah i uh I'm, I'm happy with my new hobby space in this place because i i have the tv set up with the roku and it's
1: great yeah that's the only downside of my new hobby space is uh because i have the giant ikea whatever brand it is pegboard thing with all my paints and stuff on it the tv is on the wall on the other side of it because of how the hobby area is laid out so i've gone from watching on like a 42 inch screen to either just listening to it over it or just having it on my phone on my desk yeah, so that's uh that's really all I've gotten hobby progress, unfortunately, not a not a whole whole lot, uh. But that kind of leads us into our next bit, games. What all have you played, Andrew? You got two weeks. What uh, all games you got for me?
0: Ooh, Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to remember if I actually played anything. Definitely didn't get anything last weekend because uh, at magic the local Kids. shop was a magic tournament or release day or whatever the hell, and uh, we couldn't get a damn table. So. Yeah. I sat around for about an hour and a half just shooting the shit with everybody, and then just called it a day and
1: went home. Yeah, because um, I mean, on the last episode you talked about the game against Ben.
0: Yeah. So yeah, nothing. The weekend nothing. Before, I didn't actually go by. The, I didn't go by the shop at all. So yeah, it's it's mostly been hobby progress on my end.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Uh, I actually I got two games in since then. Surprise, surprise. Uh, the first one was my Skaven list against Ben Stormcast. He changed it up just to give those guys a shot with some of the new stuff. Uh, sweet Jesus, bolt throwers are my doom. Uh, I've, I've got to figure out how to deal with that because they just ripped Storm Fiends apart. Apparently, if you've got the griffhounds next to the bolt throwers, when something teleports in, like when you throw something through a null hole, uh, the dogs can make a unit shoot. So it's an oh. out-of-sequence shot that murdered two Storm Fiends outright. I guess which it's kind was
0: of like, the, like the bloodhound pointing out something coming through the magic or whatever.
1: Yeah, and it was it was brutal. So that was bad. Um yeah. you know, I don't like to blame dice rolls, but my dice were very bad. Uh, my warp lightning cannon, he left his general out on the first turn. I was like, "Oh, I got him. Five wound dude fired my warp lightning cannon at him, did one wound and did <sighs> five wounds to the warp lightning cannon."
0: That sounds about that's how it normally yeah. should go. <laughs>
1: uh you just gets super lucky against me for some reason. Yeah. Then the second time I fired the warp lightning cannon, it was at um it was just at a unit of his guys and it got like three wounds, it killed one dude and wounded another. Didn't damage itself this time. Uh then the last time it got like two wounds and exploded gratuitously. I rolled like seven ones. So, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, But the good news is, uh, what, uh, Enstrada, Yenestrada, whatever the winged chick name says, Thankful ran up and just clubbed her to death. Just beat her over the head with his big, meaty fists. So that was cool.
0: Well, that's good, because she's supposed to be, like, a monster killer. She gets bonuses against monsters, right?
1: Yeah, she does, but that was the time that game that the dice swung in my favor pretty heavy. Uh, Ben Mm. failed pretty much all of his wards, and when you hit with, like, Tons of damage, two and three attacks. It just it 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 hurts. So overwhelms. Yeah, the game. So
0: what's, what's what's her save? Like a five up ward save. Oh uh, four
1: like four four up ward save.
0: That's really good. It
1: was really good. Uh, let's see the the game ended. It, we we did um you know math hammer at the end of it where we just worked out like the possibilities of what it could be. He ended up beating me. I want to say it was fifty. Fifty eight to like fifty one or something. It, w- it was close. Whatever. No, it wasn't that high. That was the that was the forty k score I played. Um, I was about to say that's a crazy yeah, match if you're getting over. No, the 20s. no, it was. I think it was. I think that was like eighteen to like fourteen. That's not terrible though. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was not a big margin. Um, the other game I played was against one of the many Chris's in our group. One mm. of the four or five, I don't even know. Uh, one of the right, Dark Angels, Chris's. But he was running just a fun Dark Angels list. We, you know, he was like, hey, I've got this week uh, this week night off work. Anybody want a game? I was like, you know, I haven't done 40K in like three months. Let's party. So we decided to play just like a doofy fun game. Uh, I was like, hey, I enjoy taking tanks. He's like, take all of your tanks. So I did. I will uh, destroy them. My Manticore yeah, My Manticore literally did nothing. It fired four missiles and killed one tactical marine. It was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. So he was
0: using he was using baby marines, not even all full primar, Marines. He warriors. does. He
1: uses a he uses a full mixed wing. He used Raven Wing, Green Wing, and Death Wing. Uh, wow. The he he ended up beating me. That was the the fifty something to fifty something. Like he beat me by I think like seven points. And he's like, yeah, but your armor was full painted, so you got 10, so it was only a 7-point margin. I was like, okay, cool, I guess, but oh, I'll, take, I'll it. <laughs> take it so it's not as crippling of a blow to my morale. Uh, but most of my damage I did in Overwatch. He sent a uh, ra- Ravenwing champion at me that's kitted out that can just do just stupid amounts of damage. Uh, It has, like, a damage three sword with, like, minus four save. It's got, like, seven attacks It with, like, reroll hits and wounds. It it was going to kill whatever it touched. And he was able to charge where he could have hit both of my tanks with it and probably killed them both. I was like, ah, I'm going to overwatch with my battle tank and shot him point blank in the face with a battle cannon shell and killed him outright. I was like, all right, well, that works.
0: I, I just love the idea of this, you know, centuries-year-old veteran fought countless demons and aliens and heretics and you know, have at you a tank and then just boom, takes his head straight off, oh, you know, yeah. like a tank should. Exactly.
1: Oh, man. Freaking. Uh, I killed his Talon Master on the very last turn of the game um, as it was in close combat with one of my tank commanders. I actually dealt some wounds in close combat with tanks, which. If you know anything about tanks, that's stupid. Just bonk them on the head with the just, turret and do some damage.
0: Uh, backing the bus up into them.
1: Right. Uh, but, yeah, so he dropped a group of Deathwing Knights, or not Deathwing Knights, just Deathwing Terminators, right in front of my entire gun line. And it took my entire 2000, or 1,500-point no, army to kill the five Terminators. I fired every gun I had in my army at them. And I killed them with a one wound left over.
0: The Deathwings are still considered the best Terminators in the game, right?
1: My God, they were hard to kill. Yeah, they are. They're definitely the best uh, Terminators I, in the
0: game. I, I know it's a toss-up between them and the, um, the... I had these models, I should remember. The bodyguard. The, knight, the, the Death Shroud. That Death was Shroud, it. yeah.
1: Yeah, I would rather face Death Shroud over the damn Deathwing any day of the week. Because the Deathwing yeah, Death Shr- can only be wounded on a four-up. Yeah. Which that sucks,
0: and the Death Shroud don't really have guns. Like they have a they yeah. have a bile spurt gauntlet, which is a six inch flamethrower. Yeah.
1: Oh, that didn't get up to twelve with everything.
0: Uh, it might have. I don't actually remember. Okay. I remember they just they just had a piddly little flamer. It was like strength three, AP nothing. It was it was just it was a plague weapon. Was the only reason it could even do anything gotcha. at least in eighth edition. So.
1: Yeah. So I went uh, I went Owen two for games since the last episode. Huh. Uh, which worries me, because I was doing really, really well for a while there. Um, now I'm worried that that's all going to flip right before we go to the tournament, and I'm just going to get dunked on. But what can you do? As long as I have fun.
0: No, you're just getting the bad ones out of the way, so that way you do well at the tournament.
1: Yeah, there you go. You're
0: going to be the anti-meta scaven list. Nobody's going to expect it. They're going to throw their Gotrik and their Marathi at you, and you're going to be like, but Thankwell and Bone Ripper. And they go,
1: oh, no. He- here's the thing, though, is... That's not that. F- the list I play is pretty similar to the meta Skaven list. Uh, I run, ah. I run some uh, night runners in it, and a little more, uh, and a warp lightning cannon. Whereas the meta runs more clan rats and a big old block of storm vermin.
0: Yeah, because they do that thing where the the storm vermin like essentially commit suicide to destroy one unit outright. Essentially, yeah.
1: Yeah, because you can cast uh, death frenzy on them, and then dreaded death frenzy on them, and then. If I activate first, I get to attack you. And then if you kill one, it gets to attack again. Oh, wow. But if you activate and you kill something, it gets to pile in an attack twice because death frenzy and dreaded death frenzy stack. But you can't ever attack more get- than twice in a turn. So no matter what, I'm, I'm getting saying, to attack no matter you what, twice. They're
0: getting to attack twice. And they're actually yeah,
1: it's better if, because um, most things are better when they're fighting a big horde. It's better yeah. not to activate them first and get the double out attacks that way with it because you'll get more attacks.
0: Makes sense. That's, uh, that could be pretty damn scary, yeah.
1: Yeah, and they each have two attacks base, uh, rend... So four attacks uh, total yeah, from it's your three, block of 20 or whatever. Yeah, it's three three to hit, four to wound, rend one, one damage or something like that. Two-inch range. That's
0: Yeah, that's nothing to sneeze at.
1: No. And then when you've got the block of 20 of them, um, they've got plus um plus one to hit, so they're hitting on twos. Oh,
0: yeah. 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 Definitely nothing to sneeze at.
1: Exactly. Or if we give them all out attack but, as I've, well, so...
0: I, I'm I'm still going for the goal of I only need to win one game to be happy because oh, yeah. I was 0 and 0 and three last tournament. This time I want to be at least one in four. <laughs> I,
1: I would like to keep a positive record through tournaments. We'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, I've never been to like an official, actual for keeps kind of tournament because this, <laughs> this is a joke. It's it's the open the Warhammer official. So there's going to be people playing really hard and probably being kind of dicks about it. But you know. Andrew, you've <laughs> so never
1: kinda... played Warhammer for pink slips.
0: I haven't, no. <laughs> Jesus,
1: it'd be the most expensive cable <laughs> wormer I've I will, ever
0: lost. <laughs> I'm about to say, I'm going a, I'm to a wrestle a fat motherfucker to the ground if they try to take my army away from me.
1: Fair enough, man. Yeah. So uh, I put a lot of time into painting that thing. Yeah, but you painted it over a year ago, so who cares?
0: I, I still like my Gargans. I haven't sold them. That's how you know I like them.
1: Yeah, hey, that's actually a really good segue into our next segment. If uh, if you do play for pinks like a sociopath and somebody <sighs> does get your army from you, uh, our next segment is actually talking about starting new armies. You know, what gets you into them, why you like them, how you collect them, things like that. So, Andrew, hypothetically, if we play for pink slips and I just absolutely thrash you and then get your mega gargants, how would you decide what kind of new army you're going to start?
0: Well, first I would cry. <laughs> As uh, you do. And then I would wait for my uh, my wallet to fill back up over the course of several months of work. And then, uh, now the main way I decide if I want to start a new army, it's it's always the models. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm definitely a hobbyist first and a player second, so I always go for what models interest me the most. Um, back to previous conversation with Hobby Progress, uh, that... The, the the kill a boss on the Meyer, Meyer Trog or whatever it's called. That that thing sold the Cruel Boys army to me because that is a really cool model. As I've said in previous podcasts, I really like trolls. This is a really cool troll. It's got a very Lord of the Rings kind of vibe. Yeah, it does. Um, so I I was you know pretty happy about the army to begin with i thought i was probably gonna pick some up and then i saw that one and i'm like oh i'm definitely getting this army and now i've already got you know two halves of the dominion box i got the kill a boss here i got killbows. i got uh, gobsbrack who's been shipped and probably will be here on saturday or monday depending on uh any delays or anything so i've i'm gonna have at least two thousand points of them already it might not be the most
1: super well-built cruel boys army but i'll have an army to play with um so that it's tends cool. to be how you go, then, isn't it? Is like, when, excuse me, when you see a new army that you like catches your eye. You're like me. Like if it's a cool model or a cool range, I really like it. That's the first thing that draws me to it. I could care less about rules. For Christ's sake, I played Ninja Rats, so you know. And guards,
0: like guard. five thousand points of. Glo- I have like five thousand points of gloom spike. Get like and, trust me, I understand
1: <laughs> exactly. But you and I kind of go about it the same way as well. Like. You tend to just dive in, like you buy, you know, one of everything right off the bat, don't you? You don't, you don't build a list in preparation.
0: Oh God, no! Uh, <laughs> I'll go ahead and say I make sure I have enough cash to pay the rent. I'm not an idiot, but uh, uh, I do tend to go hard whenever I start a new army, and I I usually buy at least a thousand points worth of stuff, like. I don't go for list building specifically, but I want enough that's legal to play with yeah. so I can, like, get a feel for the army. And then once, like with the the Mega Gardens, uh I played with them a couple of times with you and got my ass kicked because I didn't know what I was doing. And then 3rd Edition came out, and now they're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Turns out when everything's but, uh, a
1: monster, you're real good at Monster Hammer.
0: Yeah, it's real good. It's real nice. Um, but I didn't actually start caring about, like, army composition all that much or or what artifacts to take or uh, even learning like command abilities or anything until we started getting ready for this tournament and I'm like oh okay I I should probably start taking this seriously so uh, I'm always a hobbyist first I just I look at models that look cool and look like they'd be fun to paint that's that's my big thing I want to I'm putting 20 to 40 hours into a model especially something big like a mega gargan mm-hmm. that they're probably like 50 or 60 each one i did there um so i want to make sure it's a cool model that it feels like it's worth the investment to me i it's i want it to be a fun project and then when it's done i want it to look cool while it's on my shelf and then i want it to look cool while it's on the table and i actually get to play
1: with it see here's where you and i actually veer off a little bit what well, you said you tend to get you know about a thousand points or so of playable stuff And you you buy it for the painting aspect. So uh, I've got a really bad habit of being like, ooh, that's a cool model. Ooh, that's a cool model. Ooh, that's a cool model. And then I'll get home and be like, I have 2,000 points of this army, and it's all heroes in one troop. Or like, like I did with the damn vampire counts. Or what are they called? Um... Um, Soulblight Gravelords Soulblight Gravelords Like I went whole hog And I didn't buy A single character I got like 2400 points Of that damn army Without buying A single character Because the models Were cool
0: you should have let me know before I sold mine off. I had all I—I I did the reverse and I got nothing but heroes because <laughs> oh, I wanted to slowly add on uh, uh, infantry as time went on. And then they released the cruel boys, and I was like, "Oh yeah. fuck these vampires!"
1: Yeah, but, and they released all the really cool stormcasts, I was like, "Oh man!" So they're yeah, all the pretty soul much light, on
0: The Blight were. Uh, they, they were the redheaded stepchild. I liked mm-hmm. I liked them a lot. They looked really cool. I was like, all right, time to get into a death army. I, I bought a couple hundred dollars worth of their stuff. I painted up Radikar the Beast. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I like this. This is going to be a cool army. And then Cruel Boys dropped. And then Orcs dropped. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll sell these and buy more Greenskins.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, Andrew, you and I are both hobbyers. Like hobby. hobbyers. Yeah. We're both hobbyists. I don't know. What the fucking hobby? What kind of word is that? We're both hey, hobbyers. You know, look at these fucking hobbyers over here, eh?
0: eh? by dim playing in your no country with old men's and your bowl cuts. <laughs> God damn
1: it, bowl cuts again. Uh, but, uh, so you buy models more for the painting aspect of them. I like to buy stuff that I can like muck around with and convert and like make my own model-wise. Because yeah. like, I'm not a great painter. I'm a passable painter. I can make my stuff tabletop. When it gets past that, I've got to put a lot of time and a lot of effort to even get just a little scratch past tabletop. But I can convert some stuff. Like, I've I've made some cool conversions in my time. And, you know, everything from kit bashing multiple kits together to going on a range to printing off bits to the very, very lightest bits of sculpting with green stuff because I'm really, really bad at that that is a skill I want to learn, though. I really need to practice at it some more.
0: Dude, me too. I am only good at Mm. gap-filling. I've tried to sculpt with green stuff several times, and it really doesn't pan out well.
1: I can gap-fill and do a little bit of, like, I don't know, casting of stuff to, like, make things. Like, you know, putting green stuff over an icon I want to replicate and letting it fucking solidify and then varnishing it and then using it to make one or two molds of something. Right, yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're basic green stuff. I am a very basic green stuff guy. Uh, it took a really long time to even get the skill to gap fill well with the green stuff, though, to be totally honest. To, like, know how to manipulate it. Like, it's, it's that weird mystical thing in our hobby, green stuff.
0: It's You eventually just reach a point where you're like, aha, I understand. Mm-hmm. You know, I find that's true with a lot of aspects of the hobby.
1: Yeah, that is kind of weird. Like, you don't usually see a a, a, a growth to a skill it's like, it sucks, it sucks, it sucks, it sucks. Click, it's good now. Yep. Like, it's the whole thing with and, painting. It You know, it looks like shit until it doesn't.
0: Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, you know, my first orcs I painted in mm-hmm. testers enamel and didn't know about shading or washes or highlights or anything like that. And then, you know, here I am 10 years later and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm a pretty competent painter now.
1: exactly. But yeah, so, you know, we both have different aspects when we dive into that with it. So all right. So now you've spent your mirrored out of money. You've got your base thing. How do you come up with what kind of lists you run? Run. Do you build lists off of the models that you have? Do you buy new models to create the lists? Do you just say fuck it and kind of just run whatever?
0: Uh, well, typically I go with the models I already have, cause that's what I can play. Um, and I try those a couple of times to get a feel for the army and see what I feel like I need. Cause, uh, once I've gotten my initial models that I have built and painted, I'll then actually sit down and properly study the codex or battle tome or, you know, whatever it's called in whatever game we're playing, uh, and pick out models that seem like they do well the problem is i'm very bad at calling what will actually do yeah. well so i'll you know i'll double down and i'll be like oh i'll buy 15 burners for my orcs back in my first orc army eh, burners aren't really that good <laughs> uh, but they look cool and i like the idea of them and they sound cool on paper and then you play with them and you're like ah these are actually kind of shit but you know i had fun building and painting them so whatever
1: there you go so so recently, you kind of road test your lists out a little bit buy them a little bit yeah. of time add the unit in see if you like it or not and if you're going to add another or not add it and kind of go from yeah. there Yeah and
0: then if- and then eventually, if I actually feel like I want to be moderately competitive, I'll look up what's been winning tournaments for that list. Or at least, you know, in the case of like the Gloom Spike Gets, what's been barely holding on by its fingernails to keep up. Uh, <laughs> so I can, you know, pick up a couple of models where it's like, oh, actually, these guys are secretly the really good models because if you cast this one spell on them, they become fucking amazing. And I'm like, oh, I'll get a box or two. Okay. You know, I'm not going to go full bullshit cheese list, but, you know, I want to be moderately competitive, especially if I'm playing with my buds at the shop and I don't want to just completely stomp them flat all the time.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, see, I, I do that a little bit more. What I do is I theory craft lists. Uh, you know, I try and optimize in my head after I've bought a bunch of shit that I'll never put in the list. Uh, case in point, I've got like 200 infantry guard, and I can't remember the last time I put more than 30 of them on a table. Or in the case of my Eshin, I've got like a screaming bell and all kinds of other random stuff I'll never use. Uh, but so... You know, working in kitchens, I've got a lot of time where I can kind of turn off my brain as I'm doing monotonous things. So I'll be like, okay, so if I got this, this synergizes with this. And that's how I build mine. And then, unlike you, I have a stupid habit of buying in blocks. Mm -hmm. So I tend to buy in roughly 500-point blocks, of course, depending on the system, depending on the army. Depending on the model. Depending on the model. Because I like to be able to, when I build my lists have like if it's you know a thousand point game i'll have two blocks if it's a 1500 point game i'll have three blocks 2004 blocks and i can kind of plug those in and out and kind of know how to run with them is how i like to build armies on my stuff so like if if you pay attention uh whatever i play my guard especially so my command element is 500 points and i run it it doesn't matter what size game I'm doing. That, that HQ block is almost exactly 500 points. Like It's like 493 or something like that that I run for the, the two kitted-out tank commanders and the company commander with all his little gubbins. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do, like... How my tanks are, if you kinda look at how I have my tanks set up, I have them all built in five hundred point blocks. The infantry block of the three infantry squads and three khmers that's about a five hundred point block when you add all of its stuff into it. Uh my artillery set is roughly a five hundred point block with the the two mana cores and then the other um either basilisk or mortar squads that I run into it. So like I try and build when I go to buy stuff from my hobby and get started in a new army, I try and find a manageable block that's a chunk of models that I can afford, and build it like that so I can got kind of plug and play as I like it.
0: Well, yeah, and if you, if you do that, you'll eventually get all aspects of the army, which is what my end like, goal is. Yeah, become a Pokemon like... collector. Exactly. I like to have at least one of everything Mm -hmm. so I can give everything a try, see what I get the feel for, see what I like playing as. If it's something like my Spike Gets Army, I'll get four of everything and eventually uh, have just everything for every situation. I like that's this that's always the end goal for an army I really like is yep. to to have the whole thing so I can go, "Oh, I do want to try this one dumb list that sounds like it's not going to work at all, but maybe it's great." And you know, do some of our goofy lists. Like I I can't quite field that squig list that I did a couple episodes ago, but I only need like 20 more squig hopper or uh squig herd, and I could I could pretty well field that list. So, you know, I I like I like the the option to do the goofy shit as well as the meta shit as well as the in-between stuff mm-hmm.
1: i mean if i buy six more hellhounds i could run that trogdor list but trogdor, trogdor! barninating the countryside um ah, but yes yeah, year old so, internet media gotta love it <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm with you there on the got to collect it all sort of aspect of it i mean i'm probably one of the few people floating around that has a Forge World Tank Hunter, not the Valdor Tank Hunter, not the good one. Oh no, <laughs> the old terrible one from like 2008, 2009. It looks super cool. It looks like a a German Stug G Tank Hunter, which is you know it's based off of. And that one also even have rules anymore? Uh, technically, yes. Are they good? No.
0: <laughs>
1: it's very bad. It's worse a lot than of Forge a Forge v- stuff is. It's worse than a Vindicator. And mm. Or, I'm sorry, a Vanquisher, and a yeah. Vanquisher is generally regarded as the absolute worst Lehman Rust chassis, uh, because it's it's a shitty Laz Cannon. Its turret is a shitty Laz Cannon.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
1: a Strength 8, uh, 2d6, pick the highest damage Laz Cannon, with Ballistic Skill 4. Wow, that is... It's very bad. It is bad. pretty bad,
0: because most Laz Cannons are Strength 9 now, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And wow. it's only AP okay. minus 3. <laughs>
0: Wow, why why would that one in particular? I don't know. It's yeah, yeah I... because it was the
1: second or third codex to come out in eighth edition.
0: Oh, right, they haven't updated. Yeah, they haven't updated. Sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's okay. gonna be it's okay. gonna be yeah. expensive
1: back half of the year with Templars coming out. So excited, uh, Guard are supposedly on the horizon, and with all the new Krieg stuff, the new Tanith stuff, like it's it's got to be coming soon. And yeah. about a month and a half ago, all the Skaven stuff is being pulled from stores. But it's not being reboxed, it doesn't look like it looks like it might be getting set for new rules and a new drop on it too, according to the rumor, Mills.
0: So, so you're you're having you're having what I just had with the Orcs and Cruel Boys yeah, just three a couple of months after me. Oof,
1: it's gonna be yeah. bad. It's gonna be real bad. But whatever. You
0: know. Yeah. I, I am not going to be able to afford very much at the yeah. <laughs> at the New Orleans tournament. It, it's gonna pretty I, much I, tap getting... me out hobby wise. I'm getting a Necromunda weirdo, if that.
1: Yeah, Ben wants to run. He's told me the idea of running stars without number, so I'll probably pick up some Necromunda weirdos to use as a character.
0: That would be cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, so, you know, we have our own ways of doing that, but here's the one where you and I are going to separate massively, and that is once you've gotten your army, you've played some games on it, how long, or if ever, do you pull the ripcord? Like, what makes you just look at an army and go, nope, not for me, and sell it?
0: Well, uh, when I feel no joy looking at them is a big one. Because I look at my gits, and I still just smile, because I just love the little dumbasses with their fucking mushrooms and their giant squigs and their goofy moon shrines and all this silly craziness. They still make me happy. Uh, but I look at the 3,000 points of Tyranids I had a few years ago, and I'm like, I was. I'm proud of this army. It looks good. I hate how they play, and honestly, I'm not very happy with the models anymore. And I sold all those guys immediately. Um, Same thing with my first orc army, which that one I do regret because I I wish I'd have kept my first army just Mm -hmm. for nostalgia's sake. Um, But uh, at that particular time, it was sixth seventh edition when i sold them yeah and orcs had been terrible for a long time they hadn't gotten many model releases for a long time i think i sold mine right before October, so right before the really kick-ass buggies came out uh and then i was like all right all right i missed the buggies that's fine though i'll uh i'll get these new death guard guys they'll tie me over for a while and then if orcs ever release a new gasgill and new boys i'll get back into orcs Surprise, surprise, they did, and I sold my Death Guard to do that. Now, I did actually generally like the Death Guard. That one was, I don't know, hobby triage, I guess, because I knew I wanted to get a shitload of orcs, and I yeah. didn't have the money immediately. And this is this was a substantial-sized uh, Death Guard army. I had off the top of my head, including Mortarion and the Hellforge Leviathan Dreadnought that I got, and all the tanks and stuff. Probably close to 4,000 points worth of Death Guard. Yeah, I was about to say, it's it's at least
1: 3,000.
0: Yeah, they're good in the meta right now. uh, But, I'm not a meta guy, so I don't really care so much, and I got to the point where... I was kind of unhappy with the paint scheme on them because I started painting them in 2017 or 18, whenever the models came out. I think 17. Uh, Um,
1: I think it was late 17.
0: Yeah, so that's when I got them, and I would improved significantly as a painter since then. And so I'd look at them, and I couldn't paint the newer guys to be significantly better because they wouldn't be in scheme with the rest of the guys. So anytime I get a new model, I would have to kind of paint to this, less good version of myself <laughs> essentially uh and so that kind of bummed me out so i fully expect myself to get back into death guard within the next like three years or so depending on where i am hobby wise and yeah. just paint them better um so that one was kind of like a in the middle where i i, I still liked them but i didn't love them and i wasn't in love with my paint scheme and so that was enough to i'm like okay i'd be happy to sell these because the money is going to get me a very large army that I know I'm going to love because I have an established love for orcs and I, you know, have my, my, uh, death skulls, uh, buggy army, essentially. I I didn't want to paint a single foot slogger because I knew that there was a very strong possibility that new boys were coming and here they are. And so I got a shitload of new boys. I got a shitload of new squig runners. I got, uh, 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 base uh, beat snaggas, the new boys, all that stuff. So I'm uh currently very excited to be building and painting all those, and I got enough to keep me for
1: quite a while. Yeah, you do. With more on the way. <laughs> all right. See, I don't, I don't pull the rib cord on an army very often at all. Uh, Andrew, we've known each other what two, two and a half years, somewhere around there, maybe. I think I don't know. Take. Time means Something nothing like anymore in in the COVID times. Uh, Um, but through that entire time, have you seen me sell anything? Nope. Cause I don't think I have. I was trying to think on it. I think the last army I sold was a Tyranid army in 2010. Yeah, culinary, yeah, I was in school. Yeah, so it was 2010, because uh, I had enough Warhammer stuff from my formative years to pay my way through three of my four semesters of culinary school selling armies. So generally, I will just keep an army and let it just sit, even if I don't like it. Like, I sold the Tyranid army because I had some fun with the Nidzilla list. Literally sitting next to me, I went whole hog. I bought, god, I probably bought 4,000 points of damn Tyranids. Uh, It all started with an eBay purchase of Gene stealers and just spiraled out of control from there to be like the Christmas box, three-star collectings, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And I built a chunk of it, I played a couple of games, and I just haven't had fun with it, and I haven't touched that army in nine, ten months. It's just sitting there. Uh, But I probably won't sell it because I like to just let all my models sit there on shame piles. But occasionally it's really nice when, like, once every like three or four years I'm like, okay, I've gotta reorganize how all my hobby stuff is. And so I literally t- and like take an inventory of what I've got and I'll just pull every model I've got out and stretch it across like three or four folding tables. And it is the most like Scrooge McDuck feeling thing ever to just look at this mountains of plastic from just various armies. And just that's what brings me joy is the collecting aspect of it.
0: Um, you definitely do not want to dive headfirst into the oh, Granted, no. you don't want to dive headfirst into gold That's coins. True. Either. Yeah, oh, I never
1: understood that. that would be very hard to swim in. But yeah, so oh. I don't I don't sell armies very often. Though I I honestly I'll probably flip these Tyranids when the new decks comes out, just because it's not my playstyle anymore. Uh, you do it the way healthier way, yeah. where you do it to fund your hobby. I just keep pumping money into it and then letting stuff sit. I've got just boxes of God. unbuilt stuff still. And
0: don't get me wrong, I'll put fresh money into new models. I don't yeah. have to sell something to buy something. Um, right. just the main factors overall is money at the time, especially if they do a big new release with, like, the Coral Boys and the Orcs, which, uh, back-to-back releases is yeah. killing me. <laughs> um, and uh, storage is a big one for me, too. I don't really have... I only have so much cabinet space uh, and places to, to display my models that make me happy. Um, and I only have so many... Uh, 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 like army containers. Like I have a couple of the good old uh, clamshell GW boxes with the foam inserts from yeah. like the the late 2010s. Um, before they introduced their new line with that like zigzaggy foam.
1: Yeah, um, I've I've gotten nine like pistol boxes. cases of stuff next to me. Two of the tall GW cases. Uh, those little carry cases that Ben and I have. I think I've got like 26 of those. Uh, an entire army builder platoon. I've got like two army builder. Uh, motor pools in storage. I've got an A case full of stuff. I've got just... Oh, my God. I have so much stuff. I've got boxes of stuff. My my entire, like, hobby area and room is just being taken over with just, like, boxes of hobby things.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's a big thing is, is money and storage. And yeah. then the final one is how much joy does it bring me? If yeah. I still... Love the models, then I'm going to keep them. But if I'm so so on them or just feel nothing, then it's time to get rid of them because I can put that money towards something I know I'd like.
1: Yeah. And I think if I do sell the armies, I'll probably keep a handful of things from them here or there, either to play kill team with or being like, oh man, you know, to let me see how far I've come in painting or building and just like to remind me of like some of the fun games I've had. Cause like at the end of the day, that's why I'm in this hobby is to have fun. The meta's cool and all, but like I enjoy the games and. And a lot of these armies have memories tied with them with fun games. Like my Space Wolves, I haven't played them in forever. But my god, I had some fun games against Wills Admech with them. We just like bounced off one another and just, just oh, so many Chainswords. So many Chainswords.
0: If you got those those silly wolfen, then uh, you're you're still fairly competitive if you ever want to pull them out.
1: I don't. It's a Primaris uh, Space Wolf Army pre-Space Wolf Codex, so they're terrible.
0: Oh, well, all right then. Yeah. But, uh, with the selling of the Tyranid list, you know, keep the couple of models that make you happy, and then hey, exactly. you some Templars
1: money. Exactly. Might wait till the Tyranid Codex gets announced, and then try and drop it on Barter Bucket or something.
0: Yeah, good time for someone to beef up their army or mm-hmm. try something new if they uh, they really exactly. wanted to get into the new decks. Exactly.
1: Exactly. All right, so you know, talk about pull the ripcord a little bit. So now is the the interesting topic about starting and collecting a new army when if ever do you consider an army I'm gonna air quote this done um or is it is it ever done
0: no is the real answer <laughs> uh, but typically i slow down on an army when like i said i've got pretty much one of everything or with certain codexes and battle tomes, if there's a unit where I'm just like that's stupid, I'm not buying that. I'm not, I don't necessarily have have to have one of everything. Yeah, but uh, I, it's the one of everything I'm interested in. Once I reach that aspect, if I know it's not like an uber competitive army that I need to keep building specific lists for, and I can just have goofy fun with it, then I'm pretty well done with it. I'll move on to something else. Because uh, I wouldn't say I have hobby ADHD, but I do. If if it's not a project where I'm like, yes, I'm super fired up about this, I'll leave a half-finished model on the table. Sometimes I just I I always need to be painting something, yeah. but I don't necessarily need to be painting the same thing over and over.
1: So don't play guard. Eh, well, you know,
0: I got <laughs> uh, 80 infantry for my orcs. I got to paint. We'll, well see how fair. far I get into them before I start going
1: crazy. Yeah. See, I'm. I'm I don't think an army can ever truly be done. Uh, I thought that I was done quote unquote with my guard because you know i had so much stuff and a lot of my infantry were painted in the old scheme that i used to run like it was a mostly painted army and i was like i just don't like how these models look so i went and got a whole bunch of third party parts and just did surgery on chunks of the army to time to repaint them to where they're my better standard of painting once again not a great standard but much better than they were from a six-year-old army And new bits on them and stuff like that to bring them in line and kind of unify them. And so, like, even after I go through and do that all the way through that whole army, then it'll be like by the time I get to the last of the two hundred infantry, I'll be better at painting that scheme. So, do I then go back and try and touch up? Do I continue on with it? Like, I I don't think you can really truly be done. It's a
0: vicious cycle, and yeah. you know you want to always be improving. But at some points, you kind of hope you plateau a bit, just so you can have a standard-looking mm-hmm. army all the way across the board.
1: Yeah, I think the only way to really truly have a done army is if is if you you know are playing a, a meta-style list where you're like this is the list I want. It's a two thousand-point list. It has exactly these units. I'm going to buy it, build it, paint uh, it, have, all in a set amount of time. That-
0: have done that before. I did Aussie do that Arc. with the Ossiark the Bone yep. Reapers. I bought uh uh well I got Nagash and I got uh Catacross. Uh so well, there's
1: twelve hundred your points.
0: I must say, with both of them, it ended up being closer to 3,000 points. Yeah. But I did have, like, one list, which in second edition was a good competitive list. Because, mm-hmm. again, I was trying to beat some local lists because I was getting pissed off at losing to them all the time. Uh, but, you know, and it's, it was all those things. I built them. I painted them. They were all a good standard. I was very happy with them. I played them a few times and went, oh, I hate this. And I sold them. I, I did not hang on to them out of a sense of nostalgia or anything. I just knew yeah. it wasn't worth hanging on to.
1: Yeah, you didn't have that kind of nostalgia and happiness built into them because you you built them for a hmm, not a nefarious but for a less than noble purpose i I built them for a purpose other than
0: just the joy of having a cool model (laughs) you built them for revenge i will say nagash and Catacross were very good models i like those models a lot but the rest of the line it's just not my flavor of warhammer
1: yeah for sure Ah, i get that
0: I had to snip off all those stupid fucking noses. Oh, a bespoke uh, bone golem. Let's give him a nose for
1: no stinking uh, the reason. The noses on those models. I just don't like the heads. I like everything about those models, but the heads.
0: Yeah, no, it's the it's it's an aesthetic choice, and you have to really be into it. I yeah, feel for sure. I like the the bodies are kind of cool looking, but eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> but
1: yeah. So, kind of to wrap it up and kind of combine what we talked about. If you're looking to start a new army, the way that Andrew and I go about it is, like, the hierarchy, so to say, is models, and then tactics, like, how it plays on the table, and then kind of the power level of it. Is that, that a pretty good?
0: That sounds like a relatively fair assessment. Yeah, like,
1: that's that's, you know, in very simplified terms to the... 35 40 minutes we just talked about it but like that's how we go about army is like if a model looks cool i'm more inclined to build it i'm more inclined to paint it and i'm more inclined to play with it and even if it gets absolutely stomped on the table i'll generally have fun with it
0: exactly and that's my big problem with having this many models that i have ordered mm-hmm. is where do i start once i've built yeah. them all who gets it first yeah who does it might be it It might be the killer boss on the troll, just because that's a really cool model. But, boy, there's a lot of other really cool stuff. And by the time I have all this stuff painted, my gobsprack's going to show up. So do I want to start by knocking out some of this infantry?
1: Do I want to do a really big hero character? I I just don't know. Yeah, but then you got to think about, oh, man, if you start with your hero, then by the time you get to the end where you're just doing infantry and stuff, you'll have kind of perfected it and really made all your schemes and colors pop. And then your hero's going to look doofier than your normal guys.
0: That's true. I think what I'm going to do is leave the heroes till last because... Um, like a cherry on top. Just, yeah. Well, they also, specifically for my guys, um, uh, Warhammer TV did just release a uh, Cruel Boys flesh tutorial oh, yeah. with... Uh, what's her name? Louise? Um, yeah.
1: Fantastic.
0: Re- great. She's an amazing pair. Mm-hmm. Um, love her accent, too. Like the, <laughs> the Scottish. But anyway... <laughs> um, uh i watched her cruel boys flesh video today and she's doing all kinds of like glazes and mixing in mediums and stuff and doing all kinds of stuff that i wouldn't even think to do yeah. and so i think what i'm going to do is paint my cruel boys to my current level and then with the heroes i'm going to really take my time and try it her way where it's like dozens of layers of all these glazes and stuff and it looks fantastic by the end but it's just sort of a thing where i wouldn't normally think to put that level of time in let alone do those kind of techniques so I think specifically for, like, Gobsbrack because he's kind of a wizened dude and he's covered up by a lot of robes. So honestly, there's not that much skin for me to paint. Uh, I can go a little all out and try these uh, t- techniques that she was showing off on the Warhammer TV. Um, so I do think he might get it last just for that.
1: Yeah, so one of the things I really do like about those paint tutorials that Luis does and stuff is the fact that, yeah, it's it's showing color and stuff like that. But she goes into detail a lot with the actual technique of it. Especially yeah. with, like, uh, the wet blending. Like, she she shows you the, I don't know, the, the science behind how to do it as much as the color. Uh, like, the black armor tutorial. You can do it with any color. It's just, they chose black for it. But the, the process of how they do it stays the same. Like, hitting it with the, the they did it with a black yeah. and they cut it with Incubi Darkness. Like, it was just really interesting to do it, have I've never built up a layer like that. When I do my black Templars, I well, don't, like, I don't um, like the greenish black look.
0: You can always do a bluish black. So I'm thinking, Templars, they just, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about do
1: doing uh, what is it, uh, Daruchi violet?
0: Drookie.
1: yeah, Drookie violet, whatever. To give I, it that. I only really know that. I only know purple. that because
0: of Total War Warhammer.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough.
0: Because you click on Malekith and he's like,
1: "The Druki will take over the world." Uh. <laughs> Go Drookie in your pants over there. Okay. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, like. Um, I I just like the, the like dark dark blue purple, black yeah. a little bit better. It it seems, I don't know the green to me when I saw it. It just screamed kind of Sons of Horus.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that is a pretty pretty similar vibe.
1: Yeah. So and it just seemed too bright. But but hey, I don't, it's
0: it's your hobby. If you want yeah. them, they could be the pink the pink Templars. They you know? will
1: not be the pink Templars.
0: But they could be, and there's nothing wrong with that.
1: I actually, for a long time, my Templar army was a reverse color scheme. It was white with black shoulder pads. Oh. and I actually a... really liked how it looked. Uh, God, I did like a sandy. To have to paint though. It actually wasn't that bad. Um, huh? it, it honestly looked better than my black Templars when I did them in black, hmm. because I did them as, uh, you know, I hit them with a gray primer then i did them i just uh, i dry like a really 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 heavy dry brush of white and then i washed it down with um the non-gloss null oil and then just brought it back up with layers of white with like gray and white dry brushes and it like i mean it wasn't perfect it wasn't amazing but it, it gave it a passable kind of dirty white look and I did them on, like, sandy dune basis, so I played with a lot of, like, the weathering pigments and stuff. Uh, it was very, you know, like, Knights Templar going into Jerusalem sort of vibe to it.
0: Yeah, and on something like sand, that would make the whites pop a lot more as mm-hmm. well.
1: Yeah, I really, really liked how it looked. And then then my hobby ADD kicked in, and I stripped them all and painted them all black. I've got a bad habit of that, of just stripping entire armies to go repaint them when it takes me forever to paint something. Yep.
0: I've done that a couple of times and I'm to the point where I'd honestly rather sell an army and rebuy mm-hmm. it than strip them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. When I mean, you, you paint models, they're worth more money. When I paint models, they're worth less.
0: <laughs> hey. boop, boop. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea of the, uh, the negative black Templars though mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just the completely reverse scheme. That would be pretty cool.
1: Bizarro Templars.
0: What color were the, uh, the tabards? Did
1: you do them separately or are they just the normal cream color? Uh, it just kind of depended. It, so I did, I did a cream color on some of them. Some of them I did, um, like I did a, what did I do the cream color? On? I think I did cream color on bikers. I did black tabards with the white Maltese crosses on the sword brethren. And then I did some really, really deep, um, it was almost like a purpley crimson on just oh. the normal ones
0: crimson white and black that's yeah that would be a pretty cool color scheme
1: I mean it's the color scheme the Templars are now like it's it's their color scheme it's just I I use the same I guess it's not really a triad because that's white and black but I use the same three basic colors and just changed where they were on things I mean I could do them red with white shoulder pads and black taverns if I wanted to and it would still yeah. kind of evoke the same look actually I don't think it would evoke the same look
0: no I would think it, that would be like a weird like blood angels offshoot then yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: fucking blood angels Space
0: yeah it's vampires. it's hard to have a red space marine and not just immediately think blood angels unfortunately yes,
1: that's fair no but yeah that's enough random I'm talking about Templars there as excited as I am about them uh so let's roll into our tool tips and this tooltip is kind of a little out of the ordinary because it's not a normal tool like we've been talking about. But I want to talk a little bit about hobby journals. That little notebook or notepad or receipt paper or whatever you happen to keep on your hobby desk to remember things. Do you use a journal or notebook at all, Andrew? Uh,
0: not a literal one, but I do keep a note going on my phone uh, all the There time.
1: you go. Yeah, so what, what kind of stuff do you put in yours?
0: Well, uh, I do have the basic uh, hobby to buy list, so you know, uh, hobby materials, paints, what models I plan on buying next, uh, so on. Uh, I actually keep a list of how what models I painted in this year, which I actually need to update with my kill team stuff. I've been talking about that. Um, uh, It's pretty pretty decent list. I even have a halfway mark for June, uh, just so I can actually know what i've done um which is really gratifying to go back and look at actually i'm on it right now um and the closest thing i keep to a literal hobby journal is i do have um a notebook that's full of clippings from white dwarfs and uh building guides and Hmm. the backs of boxes that actually have all of the the games workshop painting tutorials so whenever there's a color that i forget where yeah, uh, it's like, oh, how the how the hell did GW do that specific red? Because it's not like this red; they use a different color. And then I can flip through my book and go, ah, oh, oh yeah, it's this one. Um, I need to actually spend some time and you know go to Joann's or whatever and get myself some scrapbook material and really make it into a real yeah. book. As of right now, it's kind of a jumble. But uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of my stuff is those little little painting blurbs and and like white dwarf articles and stuff like that. Just sort of a, a hobby hodgepodge essentially. <laughs>
1: yeah mine uh, mine kind of looks like the scrawlings of a madman uh i use it i, I started with it primarily for paint recipes because i only get to paint sporadically so i would forget like what i used where and the pattern i did on it so i will have my uh my four-year-old's version of a drawing of like a space marine or a guardsman with a million lines coming from it and uh Obviously, the listeners haven't seen my handwriting. Andrew, you've seen what can loosely be described as the handwriting that I have.
0: Yeah, it's about as bad Uh, as mine.
1: Yeah, it it makes a doctor's signature look legible. But I can read it just fine. And a couple of other people can read it just fine if they've known me long enough. So it's just this crudely drawn human with a hundred lines coming off of it. And then my handwriting of my weird brain shorthand of everything. Uh, Like... uh, talisar blue contrast paint and my notes is talbicon so like anyone else looking (laughs) at my notes are like what the fuck is any of this all makes perfect sense to me so that's how it started uh but yeah then i moved into the adding things about you know hobby into it like what i've worked on what i'm looking at how i want to expand lists uh i've got a really bad habit of just writing a word and putting a question mark next to it like warplock question mark I don't know what I'm talking about there. Am I talking about Warplock Giselles? Am I even talking about Skaven at all? Am I talking about... Did I mean to spell Warlock? I don't even know anymore. So it's just... The way you said (laughs)
0: Warplock just made me immediately think of of Seinfeld. What's the deal with Warplocks?
1: Yeah, so it's a bunch of, like, scribbles and things like that. Uh, List of tools, things I want to try out. List ideas. Uh, There's a... (sighs) I don't think I've filled up a full book yet. I've definitely lost books in moves. And that's kind of catastrophic when you've been working on an army like uh, my guard or my space wolves that I've had for a couple of years. And it's been a while since I've painted on them. And then I try to remember what the hell colors I used and just can't and the book's gone. So that's always fun to then trial and error.
0: Part of the reason I have it on my phone is because, you know, if I lose the phone and get a new one, I could have it backed up on the cloud. So I I do actually have lists of uh, the different ways I paint skin tones for orcs because Mm -hmm. my grots are different than my orcs are different than my cruel boys. So I got to (laughs) know, being a colorblind painter who can't see green, I got to know how I got that specific (laughs) kind of green, otherwise I will not replicate it.
1: (laughs) At least I can like hold pots up to things or make a whole bunch of marks on a piece of sprue and hold it up.
0: Oh no! I, I I have to write what each paint is on top of the pot, so that way when I look down at them, I can I can actually go, oh, that's Zandri dust, and that's you know, fair. not just my my horrible addled eyes, not knowing what the hell I'm seeing.
1: Yeah, but see, if you write it in a book, like I have a, for a long time, I had this old like I got it at I think Michael or not Michael's Barnes and Noble. It was like this, it looked like sewn together leather scrap as like a journal. I was like, oh, that's cool as shit. I'm an edgelord. I want that. I got it when I was in like high school and it just kind of sat there without anything in it. I had the occasional like D and D note and stuff in it. And I just used it for that for a long time, but I have no idea where it went. So now I just have a really nice moleskin journal that uh, holds up to being tossed around on a hobby desk a lot better. I've used it as a cutting mat once or twice. Not going to lie. Oh geez. Yeah. Well, hey, do the moleskin notebooks are great. I recommend them thoroughly. Uh, super good plug well, I mean- moleskin notebooks, Great in kitchens, great in the field, great wherever you need them. Super durable, like really good. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: I was mostly OGsing ing that. Uh, i never heard of anyone using one as a cutting mat before. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I had a bunch of stuff on my mat, and I was trying to cut out some transfers, and I only had a hobby knife. So it wasn't like I was like gorging into it. Gouging? The, it wasn't like your, I was gouging the, into it.
0: Gorging. I think yeah. that'd be if you're eating your notebook.
1: It's been a long day, Andrew. It's been a really fucking long day me. Gorge me. <laughs> yeah,
0: I got, I got like five hours of sleep. I understand. Yeah. Right, kind uh, of a uh, we're not we're not fully low energy this podcast, but we're definitely at least in the middle.
1: Yeah, for sure, especially today. Oh uh, yeah. But see, when when you do it digitally, though, you don't get the fun of feeling like a wizard as you scribble things down in your notebook in your your hobby cave.
0: You yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I'll, I'll get you a, a quill and ink for your birthday, so wheel. you can. So you can go full wizard as you're doing your alchemical notes for your paint mixtures.
1: But yeah, so uh, what you said about, though, about putting the White Dwarf articles and things in, I really like that idea. Yeah, because if you
0: you get White Dwarf for, you know, even more than a year, you get a big pile of paper, and most of it
1: mm -hmm. you honestly
0: don't really give a shit about, so... But you don't want to throw it away, because there's some good articles in there, like if it's a good story you like, or some good good rules, or maybe a good scenario or something, uh, on top of the painting guides and the lore and stuff like that. So it, it seems a shame to completely
1: get rid of them, so I'll, I'll snip them out and keep what's worth keeping. Yeah, when uh when I finally, finally get a bigger place, and I've got an actual, you know, true blue hobby game room, uh, I've got... Not every, but most of the White Dwarves from, like, issue 260-something till present. Just in it's boxes and stores. It's a lot of magazines. It's a lot. Like, any time yeah. I'd see them, I'd pick them up for people. I've got a couple of duplicates. But they've got those painting tutorials and fluff tutorials, or fluff tutorials, uh, model tutorials and, like, fluff articles and stuff like that. And I keep having this, like, one day I'm going to just sit there and disassemble all of them and just have just like grimoires like those like six inch binders you know with just a bunch yeah. of the um the the clear inserts in them and just load them up in like this is all about space marine chapters like this one's all about necrons this is all the different because um, in the older ones they used to do um with Battle Reports, they would also do, like, missions and campaigns and stuff like that. And just, it'd be cool to have a whole book of that kind of stuff to run missions and campaigns out of. Cause well, they, actually
0: still, they still do some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, you, could, you could keep that rolling now if you wanted to.
1: Exactly. And, like, a lot of that stuff, yeah, you know, it carries over edition to edition. Yeah, some of the stuff will change on it, but the basics all stay the same.
0: Yeah, like, the, the, the nitty-gritty rules might be changed, but the basic story and, and plot of the campaign is the same.
1: Mm-hmm. and if nothing else there's so much cool artwork and old white dwarves that i would love to just have a book of it
0: yeah no artwork is definitely worth saving especially if you're a, a subscriber and they send you the ones mm-hmm. that have the the, the, the cool magazine colors. covers that don't have the oh. all the article blurbs on the front of it
1: as much white dwarves i buy i feel like i should just subscribe i've bought every one for the past like four years I'm i sick. subscribed
0: last I subscribed last year and I enjoyed it, but uh I never re-upped my subscription for whatever reason, which now that we're talking about it I might actually do next yeah. time I get paid.
1: But, well, uh, I'm not gonna yeah. do it until after I buy a bunch of Templar stuff.
0: Yeah, I gotta I gotta refill the coffers after buying a boatload mm-hmm. of orcs and cruel boys, so maybe maybe come November before the Christmas rush.
1: Yeah, so that that's our tool tip of this week is uh is hobby journals, hobby notebooks. Very useful to have. A great place to kind of keep everything consolidated into one area. Easy to have on hand. Uh, I scroll down random notes of stuff. I like to have a lot of uh, head cannon as well of my armies. Uh, When I put things on the table, I want them to make sense in my head, how they play. Not necessarily Mm -hmm. be like, this is a tank commander, but I'll have.
0: uh, Are you one of those guys who makes stories for all of your soldiers?
1: I don't make stories, but I do have a background and a running theme on them all. Okay, not on see, like yeah, each I, I soldier, to, but on like the regiments.
0: Yeah, I tend to not actually do that, which is one of the reasons I want to actually do a campaign or a path or mm-hmm. a crusade or a path to glory at some point, is so I can just build a specific one for that army.
1: Yeah, like uh, with the guard is where I really started doing it. Like I came up with the whole command structure on how I want to have it built out uh, and why I make the decisions I do when I build my army on it. Because I want it to fit in how it works in my head.
0: I I haven't so. thought of uh, planets or army structure or anything yet but I have thought of a very good name for Ooh. my eventual orc war boss that will leave my, my wall whenever I'm done painting all these orcs Ooh, Can we get and a was, sneak peek? Oh, I'll just go ahead and tell you. It's going right. to be smash-a-get to get smash-a.
1: Ooh, smash Nice. I love it.
0: It's, oh, it's like just that. a name I thought of what, back when we were thinking about doing a Path to Glory and I'm like, I'll name my troll herd or my trog boss this and then I was like, nah, that's a better name for an orc
1: Yeah, it's a way better name for an orc so, uh, I wouldn't mind doing moss. a crusade when uh, the Templar stuff comes out, for sure.
0: That's thematic, then.
1: It really is. I mean, as much as we have, we could. We should just uh, talk to Joe one day and be like, Joe, we need every table at the shop, and Andrew and I each need three lieutenants, and we're going to run Armageddon.
0: <laughs> no, I'm super down for that, because if yeah. uh, we get my Orcs and Will's Orcs against mm-hmm. your Black Templars, and then I guess Ben could either bring his Ultramarines or play your your Imperial Guard, we could just do yeah. a full Armageddon list. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a handful of Guard players in the shop. There's a, there's one of the Chris. There's two of the Chris's, actually. Don't have so a actually, Salamander's yeah. player. Hmm.
0: We could proxy someone's list of salamanders, I guess, but it wouldn't be quite it, the same. It wouldn't be the same. But uh, I, I would be down for a uh, apocalypse game. I haven't actually tried the newest apocalypse rules, or any apocalypse rules, actually. Um, I so played old fun.
1: apocalypse, 5th uh, edition apocalypse, or whatever it was. That was a lot of fun. Whew. Boy, you want to talk about a game that takes 12 hours to play. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> well, apparently the new apocalypse only takes like 6 hours to play, so they, they really
1: streamlined the rules. They did. I also like that... Like, even if a unit gets destroyed, it still gets to fight.
0: Yeah, that way it's not just Titans mm-hmm. wiping everybody off the table
1: every three seconds. Because that was the downside of Apocalypse. Like, um, a, a guard, like, artillery company in Apocalypse was just kind of the end all. Because, like, okay, well, I start uh, 180 inches away from you.
0: <laughs> Come get me. <laughs> yeah. Or Oh, hey, let me the- drop
1: this 10-inch pie plate on your entire army four times.
0: Or you get the fun flip side and you're like, yeah, I'm that guy who has lots of disposable income. I'm gonna buy a a Warhound Titan and then it gets killed in one turn because Warhounds are notoriously shit, even though it might be the best It might be the best Titan model, I'm not sure, but it's definitely up there. It's definitely
1: up there. I do really, really like the um what is the night apocryphon or whatever?
0: The, really, the the noodley knight with very little armor?
1: No. Or is it the, it the is, chunky one with the big guns? It's the chunky one with the big arm guns and it's like doesn't have a neck. It's very reminiscent yeah. of the uh, old, old Space Hulk-style Terminators.
0: Yeah, yeah, the Saturnines or whatever they're called. The uh, something shoulders. like
1: that. Yeah, with the big round shoulders and their head tucked even farther in than a normal Terminator's head.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like a turtle. <laughs> yeah, turtle. Yeah, I would be uh, very down for trying an apocalypse Armageddon mm-hmm. game though. That would be super cool someday.
1: Yeah, or we could just play a fucking 40k game at that size with just multiple people. Uh, and then I'd, know the rules. Know...
0: <laughs> yeah, I would need to. We, I need to play a few games of 40k. I've been playing Sigmar for so long. I don't remember how to play 40k.
1: <laughs> I have two. I, I forgot so much stuff when I was playing against Chris, but he forgot some stuff too.
0: I was I was just getting to where I kind of remembered the terrain rules. That's all gone now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We could hit three forty or three Sigmar tournaments in the month of October. Uh yeah,
0: that is totally possible. I'm down for that. I need one for sure.
1: I am too. We need a fourth though, because there's three of us. If any listeners are in our area and have a one thousand point age of Sigmar army, hit us up.
0: <laughs>
1: could be on a oh. team with one of us and lose gloriously. Gloriously.
0: <laughs> Always gloriously.
1: Yeah, be uh, be very, very Mad Max Fury Road.
0: Yeah, witness me as I I go on a blaze of glory into Valhalla.
1: Yeah, mediocre. Bah. I play
0: Gloomspites. I'm always mediocre. <laughs> yeah,
1: I play and I'm either dumpster trash or the end all be all. All right, well, All right. I think uh, I think that's it for this episode. We don't have a stupid army list this week. Uh, I was planning on making a Stormcast one, but unfortunately my delivery got delayed, so hopefully next week I'll be back at you with a really, really dumb Stormcast list. Uh, Andrew, you got anything and else did, for the listeners?
0: I, oh. I did also just get the uh, orc clans uh, uh battle tome so I might be able to whip up a silly Ooh. bone splitters list. I, I haven't read through it fully. I just I read a bit of the Cruel Boys lore today nice. just so I could get familiarized with how they behave. But uh I, I accidentally painted my guys in the scheme of one of the, the tribes that they have with the yellow shields. Uh, hey there you called? go. The, there you go. They're the big they're the big yellers. <laughs> that's, really? That's what they're that's what they're called in the book. Uh um, really? Yep <laughs> They're also canonically the—they're the lazy tribe, so they're really good at uh, shooting with crossbows and stuff because they don't want to bother running forward to attack with their
1: spears. Oh my god, that's ridiculous! Yeah, so uh, I, love
0: it. I might have to get more uh, man skewers and kill bows just so I can—I can lean into it. Oh boy! No, but re- well, I, I, I read up their rules because I was like, I got the yellow guys. I might as well see what their rules are. They're actually pretty good at it. They can uh, re-roll ones to shoot, which is saying a lot because if their crossbow guys don't move, they're hitting on twos. So.
1: Yeah, that's pretty significant.
0: <laughs> and and you saw how strong those crossbow guys can be. That one game we played with them. So yeah, where
1: they nuked my my poor little bannerman's?
0: Yeah, they killed your bannerman before he had a chance to revive anybody. So <laughs> and he's then they not immediately got killed. Move. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah vengeance will be swift and exacting
0: they did their job man they were fine yeah you can and take three of them can't you
1: the banners, the banners i don't think there's a limit i could take as many as i have hero slots oh shit yeah
0: yeah that that could get really annoying really quickly <laughs> stay
1: tuned for a dumb list <laughs> hmm. i think we just had the the genesis oh, yeah. of a dumb list oh yeah no no it's been it's been percolating like an old cup of co- old uh, coffee machine back there since i saw that guy
0: just brown sludge in your brain now?
1: Just, just awful. Just bitter, battery acid brown sludge. The way I like my coffee.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: No, I'm a, I'm a psycho. I, I drink, uh, I drink my coffee where it almost hurts.
0: I, uh, I need a splash of creamer in mine just so I don't get the, the heartburn
1: going. No, the heartburn's what keeps you awake, not the caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in constant pain. Yeah right. This is it's how the I only way. get through my day. <laughs> oh
0: very slanish of you
1: right hmm. all right everybody that's uh that's our show for the week thank you for listening it was a uh, bit bit kind of free form this week a little different than our past couple of episodes but hey it's been a week so andrew mm-hmm. you got a word of advice to leave us on
0: get a good night of
1: sleep folks it really helps your day and your general disposition all right you heard it here first kids sleep is overrated no matter what andrew says sleep when you're seven to eight hours at least (laughs) i wish i would kill for seven to eight hours of sleep god
0: me too i think that's that's one of the things about turning 30 is i just can't sleep fully through the night unless i had a dog shit and i'd sleep the night before now
1: exactly yeah so as long as you sleep every other night
0: yeah yeah then i'll die when i'm 60 and everything will be great
1: all right then (laughs) all right everybody (laughs) thanks again and have a good night folks take it easy Thank you once again for listening. You can always contact us at Dice like Ice podcast at gmail.com or find us on our Facebook or Instagram also under Dice Like Ice Podcast. We would also like to give a big shout out to Scarlet Saturn for use of their music in our show.